Welcome to Third Paradigm. We are your hosts. I'm Clarity, and with me, as always, is Nuance. Third Paradigm is a digital third place where people practice the art of conversation. The host and guests come from all backgrounds and different wisdom. We at Third Paradigm will discuss ideas and the facts of life with respect while pushing the envelope. Full disclaimer, hosts and guests will share their opinions. The opinions of our guests are strictly their own and do not represent the opinions of Third Paradigm. However, when we the host share facts, we will back them up with evidence. If we are wrong, we will make it right as soon as possible because we believe in practicing integrity. Welcome to Third Paradigm. So, Clarity, what's today's episode? Well, Nuance, today we have interracial dating as the topic. Ooh, quite the hot topic. With us today, we have Satin Doll. We also have Brittany. And we have Ghost Walker. We have Natasha. We have Michael. And I, I think that's it. Awesome. And awesome. Well, welcome, everybody. And also, Natasha has a podcast called Out of Pocket. And we will leave that in the description below for you to check out. So, alrighty. So, you ready to uh, go into the first icebreaker question? Okay. Icebreaker question number one. <laughs> Do you prefer white cheddar or dark chocolate? Oh, white cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> like white cheddar popcorn? Like, what do you. Or just white cheddar cheese? That's a good question. You know, that's a great question. Clarity? Like, that's however you want to understand that. I like them both. It depends on my taste buds at that moment. There yeah. you go, Satin. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like white cheddar popcorn and I love me some deep chocolate ice cream. Yeah, I do like dark chocolate, but I can't have like just white cheddar like by the slice. It needs to be a, a top of something or dressed on something or, you know, it needs to be on something. I can't just do like some type of cheese by itself. But I mean, they both are in my pantry. Okay, what about a uh, white cheddar cheese? situation? The, the, the situation is, goes like, you would like white cheddar or dark, char- dark chocolate? Which one would you choose? If I had to choose between the two, I would choose the white cheddar because I love popcorn. I think you said something about Cheez-Its? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had the white cheddar Cheez-Its? Those are pretty good. Yes, yes they're delicious. I probably would choose dark chocolate if I had to choose between both of them. I feel like you can do more with dark chocolate. Mm. I can eat more white cheddar than dark chocolate. I mean, that's a fact, but you can pair more things with dark chocolate than you can white cheddar. True. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That one left. (laughs) Mike, Ghost Walker, y'all got anything in on it? Well, these are very difficult life decisions. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, the same. It depends on my my what I'm interested in because I do love them both. Uh, 
dark chocolate, like mole is really good. Uh, and fondue, I mean, that's really good. Those, I'm trying to think of like, not just sweet stuff, uh, but truffles, you can't beat a dark chocolate truffle. So if you twisted my arm, it'd probably be dark chocolate. Awesome. Okay. Uh, what about you, Clarity? Oh, dark chocolate, hands down. Hands down? All right, all right. Mm. I'm stuck. I mean, <laughs> I'm stuck because, like, I would do dark chocolate. I like dark chocolate. I've, I've, I, I, I like the dark chocolate, like, candy bar that you get at, like, the whole food store that has the bacon bits in it. I love that. That's how I was. You okay. lost me at the bacon bits thing. <laughs> What'd you say, Ghost Walker? Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's so good. It's like it sweet so and high and slow down. You need to go believe in God some more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, Ghost Walker. You never fail. You never failed anything. <laughs> So what about you then? What would you choose? White cheddar or dark chocolate? Cheddar, man. Dark chocolate. Okay. You, what did he say about dark chocolate? It's, it's too bitter. what? It's too it's what? It's bitter. It's bitter? Oh, okay. bitter. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, for, for this podcast in particular, we have a second icebreaker question. This one's truly controversial, like culturally controversial. <laughs> oh god do you put butter and salt in your grits or sugar and which type white or brown you better put some sugar in that stuff <laughs> and some butter some sugar and some butter do not bring me no grits with no salt and cheese in it don't even think you have shrimp on top of it it's sugar I've had some shrimp and grits yeah. and it was good but I prefer sugar and lots of butter I mean, if if it's for breakfast by, with some pancakes or something, yeah, sugar is necessary. But if it's a dish that has like some shrimp and the you know the cheese, yeah, and like, the, like little, the main course, a little white sauce they put on there. Oh, honey, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that sounds delicious right now. So what you're saying is you use white sugar for my grits? Yeah, he said brown sugar or white sugar. If yeah, you use you sugar, yeah. I'm gonna use both. White melts better, so yeah, I guess white sugar. Mm. White and I'll use white oh, sugar butter. as well. Okay. White sugar and butter. You use brown sugar, don't you, Natasha? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, white there. sugar is usually mostly in my cabinet, but brown sugar gives it more of a sweet taste. Mm. <laughs> probably a thicker consistency as well. It's probably creamy too. Mm. Good. Uh, Mike, where, where where are you at on this one? Well. I got. I got to be honest. I haven't really had grits too many times, so I'll, I'll compare it to farina, which okay. I usually have for breakfast, and I like it with brown sugar and butter. But the those grits with some cheese and shrimp—that sounds really good. I definitely want to try that. It will change your life. Yeah, it's making me hungry. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ghost Walker? I like uh, sugar and some cheese and margarine because it's real. Sugar and, <laughs> sugar and cheese? Yeah. You're going to be Both? in the bathroom. <laughs> 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 it's on the toilet. Oh, wait, 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 you put sugar, like, 
You use like brie cheese or something, like a sweeter cheese. Nah, the Kraft singles. <laughs> <laughs> This is together or these are like two separate dishes that you'll do at separate times on separate days on separate breakfasts. Like that is such a all y'all need Jesus if y'all ain't doing it. Our angel, you need the Holy Spirit. It is. Uh, uh, it, it nuance. Fans, I want to hear it. We do record this on Sunday, so this is quite appropriate for those who are church going. Okay. Sugar and cheese on them bad boys. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I told y'all he's going to be in the bathroom. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> in the toilet. Don't have to try it, all right? Oh my god! Okay, what you say, your woman? I like my um. No, no I got to hear it from Nuance first before I answer. Oh, me? Oh, you got to hear from me? Okay. Uh, there's a, I, I've I've traveled many many places, and there's a place in the city called Detroit, Michigan, that <laughs> it has a restaurant called Sweet Potato Sensation, and oh they have god, sweet so potato grits with cheese. Mm. If I have. If I ha- hey hey, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> if I have uh, savory grit, I like that. However, I like my wife's savory grits as well. But I have was raised on sugar. I never noticed though brown sugar or white sugar, but I do believe that the white sugar melts better. But if I want, if I get white sugar, it's gotta be like the organic chain one though. I don't want all that processed stuff. So that's where I'm at. How about you, Clarity? Um, butter, a lot of brown sugar, and some shrimp. Some shrimp does it. Awesome. I'm surprised no one said gravy. Ew. We, we did say gravy. Oh, y'all did? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. That's I'm the a, South, though. That is Southern. That's quite Southern. And it's, and yes, and it's, gravy on? it's wonderfully delicious. Awesome. Delicious. I can't knock you till I try it, I guess. I just Brown tried it during the pandemic. That's the first time I had shrimp and grits, and it was delicious. It was delicious. So I had to go home and I learned how to make it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's delicious. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for your participation in those two icebreaker questions. And we'll move on to question number one. Clarity, you want to ask that? Uh, for question number one, what were you taught about interracial dating or interracial marriage while growing up? And I will shoot this question to Brittany. I was, growing up, I wasn't really taught anything about interracial relationships. Um, maybe I think I learned about loving versus Virginia sometime in high school, but that's probably it. Um, I didn't really see them a lot growing up. Um I didn't really start learning about them or educating myself on them or researching interracial relationships until I was an adult. So even in college, I didn't learn anything about interracial relationships. So nothing. Oh, okay. Fair answer. This question is open to the floor. If anyone wants to add. 
growing up for myself um i didn't i wasn't necessarily taught anything it wasn't like something you were sat down and well this is a white man this is a black woman or anything like that um my grandmother brought home a man and he was a white man and they've been married for over 20 years um and i saw how well he took care of her and how good he loved her and how awesome his family was so i guess mine was more of a not hands on but something that i saw growing up and that's where my learning comes in for interracial relationships which also made me open to dating different races even though i never did until just now <laughs> oh well thank you uh satin and i take it what race is your grandmother she's black okay 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 thank you and then um also if when you speak please just announce who you are for the audience we still have um we still have a couple minutes on this question um uh, sure okay go ahead live your, live your life <laughs> i'll be quick ghost walker you can jump on in there i'm natasha um so i wasn't necessarily taught anything verbally mine's was more so by what i saw my mother is um, mixed and more on the light skin side my father was pitch black and he was from the south we were from the north so mine's was more so what i saw i remember as a child going down to huntsville alabama with my mother and my father and i remember arriving to my grandmother's house and um she wouldn't let my mom inside the house um she would let us inside she let my dad but she told i remember hearing her tell my dad that she couldn't come inside. I later learned because she was too light-skinned and because of the things that they were going through down in Huntsville, she was scared of a kickback. So that's when quote-unquote interracial dating and all of that stuff came into a play with me. Wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Ghostwalker, go ahead. Sure answer. Uh, well, I got, I got two opposite ends of the spectrum. One is from my mom and one is from my auntie. My mom told me to love everybody, no matter who you are. My auntie taught me that white people ain't gonna do nothing for you, so they just have a strong black woman. Mm. <laughs> mm. It was a, it, I, I can say I, I did grow up not liking, like wanting to date a white person, but you know, time went on. I got older, got my own opinions, and changed my mind. Some aspects. Yeah, to kind of piggyback off of uh, what Ghostwalker said. Oh, this is bringing my boy. To kind of piggyback off of what Ghostwalker said, I do think that there's some um, like unspoken lessons that go on within certain communities. Um, and I can only speak for the black community, at least, you know, my community, that I do think that you do get taught and pressured to date within your particular group. And um, that's what I remember my parents telling me, bring home a black man, bring this home, you know, a specific type of person. And it's not until you mature and um, mm -hmm. you start exploring your options that you can either realize that, hey, this is the person I want or you start, you know, dating people of different backgrounds and then you realize, OK, I, I like this type of person. So, and it may not come in the package of a black man or the package that your parents, um, you know, wanted you or desired for you. So I do think there's some like unspoken lessons within the black community that you kind of get beaten into you, beaten into your brain, or I don't know um, the word I want to use, but I do think there's some lessons in there. It's just not something that educationally you'll receive. Okay. And we got a little extra time. Um, Michael, did you want to add anything? 
Uh, yes, for sure. So I wasn't necessarily sat down or taught anything specifically, you know, uh, the idea of love who you love was definitely there, but there wasn't any like anything behind it. There was no understanding of the social stigmas and actual lived experiences of people, especially in like this, this area in our, our local history. Uh, here in Southern Oregon, it's not a, a great place for that. But so really, like, I didn't learn any of those specifics until more recently in life, like right around now, where it's like some people have a problem with it. I remember one of my partners, uh, he told me when he was younger, his his grandmother, she's uh, Greek, that if he came home with a black woman, she would disown him. And now I was like, that's gross, obviously, but uh, that wasn't something I grew up with in my family. Like my mom is, in, uh, is native. She's not identified with her culture because she was adopted and she's not like super dark skin, but you can tell. So there's, there's not the understanding of the culture so much for me. Like I've seen it in my family, my great uncle, his wife was from Mexico. You know, and so there's an acceptance of it, but there wasn't necessarily like uh, the affiliation with the cultures, I guess, because everything seems so like kind of just whitewashed here. I mean, it's totally changing for sure, but I'd say that's my stance or <laughs> my answer. Thanks for uh, answering that. Yeah, um, thank you all for sharing. Personally, I grew up in a white dominated area and until recently uh it, it's became a lot more open and now when i think about it uh you know when i was growing up there was no no, no shows no movies of interracial dating i normally watch a lot of disney and all that and you know i guess i never really noticed that there was never really an interracial uh thing in any of those shows and it just kind of brought up a uh, curiosity i suppose what about you nuance i uh experienced what ghost walker talked about my father uh, i was raised by a single father who's black told me that you know you're lucky to find anybody that actually truly loves you in this world that is really about you and so him being the man of faith that he said he is, he's like, whoever, you know, God presents to you, you should love them if that's the person for you, whoever that may be. But then like my godmother who stepped in somewhat of a motherly role and just the world around me was kind of what um, Ghost Walker said about how they're not going to do anything for you. But I've also had people around me that like teachers and whatnot that were just open to it one way or another. And so it's kind of a mixture and i think it's like you're open to interracial dating but you also understand that there are going to be some advantages to culturally people understanding you if you are with someone of your own group just it, it just is a little easier to understand so it's kind of a both and but i i rarely came across the exclusionary like just don't ever date white people or anybody of another race it was there, but it wasn't like the main thing that I was taught. Well, well thank you all. And um, I think this moves to question number two. Um, so the second question is, 
why do you feel that interracial dating is still controversial today? Um, to give a little background to this question, there was a, a, a post online about, and we can get into it. It was a post online where there was interracial couple doing engagement pictures and there was a white woman and a black man and it made a lot of people upset 1842 slavery type of where like antebellum dress for the white woman um black man in slave clothes with literal shackles and chains on and literally was like oh he was a slave but now he's a part of the family now that i married him kind of a white savior yeah, well, complex well that's so, why that's complicated it's because of that damn picture, sorry, <laughs> I mean, picture. right but but oh outside God. of that picture let's say that picture never happened right why has it always still been such uh, a controversy uh we'll start with michael um yes i uh i do think it is still controversial for some people as i had mentioned uh from my above earlier statement uh, obviously it shouldn't be, but I think when it comes to fitting, like within the patriarchy and within what are social normatives, like gender, sex, race, your ethnicity, and even, even your class, like it, it, in some ways it's more acceptable for the white man to be dating whomever, but you know, that isn't really good. I mean, obviously, so... I, I think that that's still an issue that is pretty relatively prevalent. You know, I, I hear sentiment about being mixed race a lot, even today, from from both groups of people. And I think that that plays directly into that as an issue. So, yeah. Okay. Um, this is open to the floor, especially... Um, I'm kind of interested, Michael, you said something about class. Does anybody have any thoughts on that, on the class aspect of interracial dating? I do. Um, so, because that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Yeah. Also with the location of people as well. And I know in bigger cities um, versus smaller cities, the mindset that people have regarding this topic. So mm. in a smaller city, you may have people that's a little bit more country and they of their class they they it's very important to you know maintain a family legacy type thing mm. so you bring in and i'll just i'm black so i'll use it you bring in a black woman to a white family and they're like uh come on like why would you bring her here you know um you're gonna have mixed kids and all of these other things and we're not we're not interested in, we don't want that for our family for you know our legacy so when he says class i totally agree with that um and the location so like in the bigger cities here in atlanta georgia you see some of everything there's you see mexicans and white mexicans and black spanish and black and white and chinese where so if i go to a smaller city the chinese people they will ban you from the family if you even think about being with a black man or black woman Mm. <laughs> you don't you do not bring home no black man to a Korean Asian Chinese family, and they're very strict with it, and they're of a dis different class as well. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely agree with that. Thank you, Satin. Anybody else? Got a few more minutes on it. 
um i'll go um this is Brittany. um i would have to kind of process the whole ideology of this if it's centered around it being a class issue um, I think some particular groups are more accepted um, interracially dating or being together versus other groups. So that's why I'm, I'm, I, I don't really know if I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm kind of agreeing with the idea of it just being a, like a class thing. But um, I do know there's particular groups that are accepted versus other groups. The, the uh, larger scale of society a majority of this country is, you know, has relatively progressive ideas or ideologies. Most people aren't going to push back on you as much with um, interracial dating. And the people who do tend to be people who either believe in some type of weird ethnostate, race purity, or I'm not going to go there. They're just weird. So um, <laughs> they're just weird. So um, if, if that's the case, they're a minority within the country. And um, you are probably going to get stares. I, I, whenever I've interracially dated, I've gotten stares. You get people who stare, but that's not the majority of your relationship. That's not what's going to happen the majority of the time. It's a, it's a, it's situationally based. Mm. And I, this is sad, and I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself last time, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I agree with what she just said as well um, with the class. And I guess when. If I was to elaborate on what I meant with the class, it's because of the viewpoint that people view when it comes to you as a black woman or black man. And they think that a lot of people think that we're not, you know, worthy of that level. Mm -hmm. um, we're not ever in a high class. And that's why a lot of men, when you when um, you look at the men who become businessmen and they're in a big position of power, they tend to stray away from their black women and then they go towards white women or um, a younger woman or, you know, things like that. So that's that is why I do feel that interracial dating is still controversial today, because when they look at you, uh, some people they're looking and they're saying, oh, here we go. We're, our race is going to be extinct, like in in a few years, because everyone's mixing. And that's when I brought up legacy as well. Yes. Yeah. So I, def, I agree with you. When, I agree with you what you said too. Well, I agree with your elaboration, um, and I and that kind of also kind of hits on something else. I think a lot of the pushback it comes from people within certain circles within your very own community. So. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's so much like you're going out there in society and they're looking at you like, you know, hey, what's wrong with you? Um, I don't like anytime I've interracially dated um, and I've anyway, anytime I've done that, <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never um, had someone who was white or or in the Latin community or indigenous or anything like that come to me and say uh, or even, you know, give me any vibe like hey what's what's up with you being with this guy um but now people within my own community black people men mm -hmm. they're the ones who are like oh you know you're not trying to um uh what's wrong with the brothers you're not trying you're mm -hmm. not what's, you mm -hmm. know brother? brother's not good enough for you when i mean i in a, i'm not gonna uh go off on a separate topic but um you don't date somebody just to kind of, you know, ex your own community. You date them because you like this person. Yes. So, um, I think that that's part of the, that's 
if there's you know not acceptance it's mostly within your own community or, or your family or your friends it's your circle um okay. people you know you personally know I, I don't really hear of a bunch of situations or cases even within the men who are interracially dating who are just like hey i'm getting harassed by this group of people because i'm with this particular woman or this particular person it's usually your own group it's usually your own circle it's usually people you know unless you're in some hick town or something (laughs) thank you for sharing it and 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 saying i think you picked up on a good point class is not just about money and like how much money you have that's the whole term of new money versus old money like you can be rich but if you're not part of like the old money families of uh, these United States. It doesn't matter uh-huh. how much money you have. You are not accepted, even if you are uh-huh. white. Like it is, uh-huh. it is a thing. Yeah. Um, nah, I, that that is that is very, especially regional. I I really appreciate you giving context on class because we usually think about class just in terms of money because of economic injustice and lack of freedom. But that that's thank you for for in a way humanizing it a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. So, and um, anybody else, or we can move on to the next question. All were great answers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. All right. Well, Clarity, you want to ask the third question? In terms of race and ethnic groups, are some forms of interracial relationships more acceptable than others, and why? This is kind of a piggyback on what we. <laughs> a little disgust on this whole class topic, but uh, Satin, would you mind sharing? Um, So I do believe that some are more acceptable than others, and I'm just going to go from um, male-female type position. Um, So for, I think due to the fact that we are seeing black men and white women so often that it has became normal to us. So both of my brothers only date white women that's that's their preference that's what they like you know they grew up in a black household black mother black stepdad and and their black father they decided to go with white women now at me as a black woman when i stepped out of my race the comments that you can get you know is kind of like wow really when you know as black men you've been dating white women for years my whole life i've seen it so for I feel that it's more acceptable for black men and white women and then any white man in any culture because you can see white men with Hispanic Chinese Korean Mexico every every culture you see them with and then once I started seeing black men with I mean white men with black women it became a thing where people never really had anything positive said oh she done she done turned her back on us and oh you don't you, like Brittany was just saying we're not good enough for you oh you had to go to the white man they'll even make comments going back to that photo you discussed earlier where oh this is just you're going back to slavery days when the white man used to this that to the black woman and then they'll make different comments it seems to be that it's not acceptable for us black women to step out and date a different race and so i do i do believe that some are acceptable than others and that's my take on that one (laughs) um thank you i kind of want to throw a little thing in there when we say different types 
we'll get to the gender stuff more, but let's say like a person of color with another person of color or, you know, su such as that, or maybe a white person with someone from the east part of the world or the Middle East, like, or, like and, uh, not just turns in black and white. So, but that's, um, this is open to the floor now. I just want to ask Satin one question and that's, oh, okay, when, when you say you've gotten a lot of questions when you've dated outside of your race, was it both good and bad responses? Like, have you ever received a, a, a question or a response from your friend or family member that's like, oh, you're dating a, a, a white guy, congratulations. You know, has it been encouraging at all? Well, it, it's never been, it's people, they encourage us, but he's, he's Colombian. So when I saw him, I thought he was black. Okay. And then I found out he is Colombian. But I do get a lot of positive feedback because people want to know. A lot of people have not stepped out of their comfort zone. Other people didn't give somebody a chance because of the fact that they're a different race. And I, I, I'm 34 years old and just had a baby with this man. And we've been together for five years. Great. And it's, it's been the greatest relationship I've been in. You know, so people do congratulate. I've even had people say, girl, I'm gonna have to go get me one. <laughs> you know, so that's the positive feedback that I get out of it. I don't really get too much bad stuff because he looks like he's black. You know, he, he doesn't look like he's a different race. Yeah. So I do a lot of social media stuff. I posted um, some photos of us and this black love page shared our photo and this is when I saw it the most because a lot of black men went onto that post and said he's not even black they're not black and that was the issue you know and it was like it, I mean I'm black and I'm in love so why can't I be on the black love page you know yeah. that's <laughs> so, a fair question thank yeah. you you know like what's the problem <laughs> I'm black and I'm in love right, but right. I feel personally I get a lot of positive feedback um, regarding our relationship and a lot of people just ask questions because they want to know how they can get get them a Colombian or they get them a different culture because I'm around a lot of black women and men they want to they, oh I'm going to step out and I'm going to date me a white man and they try it and then they fall in love <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, sorry to cut you off Natasha uh, do you have something you want to add I was just going to say in terms of racial groups um, it really kind of depends because not only just on the racial side, but also religion kind of plays a part in that. Mm. Because when you see Koreans or Asian descent, a lot mm -hmm. of where in the world you are, they are gun hold to keep their bloodline within their bloodline. Same way as they do their money and other, other resources. Um, mm -hmm. When you are dealing with Middle Eastern, uh, some of them who are Muslim background, they are necessarily, they prefer to stay in their own, but they will step out uh, with other races that are within their religious standpoint. Um, so it really just kind of depends on where, on where you are. I think in America, and I've been in many places and have been blessed to be around different cultures and, when, and races. And when you, it's really not until I get, well, here in America, where I'm born and raised, where you see that it kind of plays a part um far as the mixing but in a lot of other places it's not as acceptable as we make it here in the u.s 
Hmm. Yeah. Very well, strong point. Yeah. And it, just to piggyback off of what she just said, I didn't realize how we were here in the States until I did get into a, a this relationship because color for for Jonathan and where he's from in Colombia, there's white Colombians, black, dark skinned Colombians, light skin, all different colors and shades. Mm-hmm. So when I said to him, because it's on my mind, I said, how is your family going to feel about you bringing home a black woman? Because I'm a black woman and I wear braids and I, I live in who I am. How are they going to feel? He was like, my family, they don't see color. That, mm-hmm. That's not something that they see over in Colombia. And I know that over in Korea, they all they all look like Koreans, or Asian. They, they don't want to stray away from what they had. And it's important, like, they don't play that at all. So with him, I, I was kind of basing what I knew about culture and Indians and things like that. I was kind of projecting that energy onto him, but he said, that's not, we don't see color. And Natasha, me and her went to Columbia uh, this past, I think, February. And she can attest to seeing everybody of different colors, but they're, they're not black, they're not white, they're all just Colombian. And mm. he said he never noticed a an issue with color or race until he moved here. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is so interesting because in Far East cultures, there is colorism. Like in Korean culture, they do not like darker Koreans. No, they so do not. They do not because it, it, there's the class aspect of you're working in the field. Same thing yep. in China, mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's yep. the I know. Um, there's the I know Japanese people who are like the original indigenous Japanese people who have been discriminated against. But that's so interesting that Colombia is like, no, we're just all Colombians. They all call themselves Jamaican. Like when I went over there and I'm like, oh, it's a lady doing nails. I'm, I'm looking for an Asian person because that's all I know who do nails. And she's like, no, I'm Jamaican. I'm like, no, you're not. What's your ethnicity? She's like, I'm Jamaican. I'm like, lady, you're not Jamaican. Like, <laughs> But they, they see themselves as one thing. Whereas here, even with the black community, you can be black, you can be light skinned and pass a paper brown bag and be accepted, or you can be darker than that bag and you're not accepted in that same community, mm-hmm. but still African American. There yep. are Chinese Jamaicans, that is true. They they have they have natural dreads and speak Patois in Jamaica. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the minority that can get di- discriminated against in Jamaica because they're not the majority, right. but 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 they, they are Jamaican. They, mm-hmm. they know. Yeah, they swear by it. You can't tell them they're not. <laughs> no, for real, they are. Yeah. Anybody else before we move on? Oh, those Walker. You gotta put us. You gotta put a brother in the hot seat. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I think there's a problem with not really. I mean, of course. I mean, but for the, for the most part, I think in my instances where I've like dated our samurais or even thought about it, like I would tell somebody. Like, I, like one time I was talking to. Uh, a homegirl of mine. I said, oh, you know, I was talking to the white girl. And he was like, well, why can't I talk to a white woman? And I was like, I'm not trying to talk to a white woman. But, you know, she was interested in me and I was interested in her. And then she's like, why don't you talk to the black woman? And it's like, it's not that I haven't tried, but it, it as growing up as a, uh, I guess, a nerdy guy, and you didn't fit into a kind of uh, the mold that most black women didn't find attractive, so it kind of led you down a path of black and other races, which you were accustomed to. And then people will look at you weird because you didn't like black women or 
I say I didn't like black women, but they didn't reflect that same liking towards me. So, I mean, like I said, it's different variants of why stuff like that will work. So, And I like, I, I appreciate you saying that because that has been a question of mine for the longest. Because I do know a lot of women who have this 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 eye for what type of black man they want and like i like my, my co-worker ryan awesome guy awesome guy he, he loves anime he's he draws he's smart um my kind of guy exactly you know so and he's really he's really cool so i'm, I'm sitting we talking at work and he's like i'm like why you don't you don't want a black girl and he said the same thing that you said. He was like, black girls don't want me. He was like, well, I got some, but they don't never want to take me seriously. And we don't really have much in common. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure because they have the fest up here all the time. Dragon Con. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can go there and find you a nice little black woman <laughs> who is into the same thing as you. But I appreciate the fact that you were honest about that because I was always so curious and no one wants to really elaborate on that and be honest and say well black women they and, and it's true it's so true because I've, I've had white men who've tried to date me and because they were white it's like i don't know you know like good men too like oh he's got a house he 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 works a good job he wants to be a part of my life and i'm like nah because we are, are it's inputted in our head at a young age to get a strong black man and to be loyal to your black community mm. type thing as a black woman so i'm not i'm not quite sure why girls don't i'm a different kind of girl so <laughs> I, so i don't know why other girls are only interested in that and like looking at different men and you to feel that you're more accepted into a different culture and i'm sorry you feel that way I really do because I know I got plenty of anime friends, okay, and, and plenty of as you say, geeky. And I, I'm sorry that that was your experience with us. I appreciate you saying that. I, I can contest to that as well. In high school, when I'm going after black girls, white girls I worked with in robotics were coming after me. I wasn't. They, they were looking at me. I am fortunate as a nerdy black guy to have a black wife that's also into that. And I know that black women who are quote unquote nerds, they've been ostracized within their own group. It's just now becoming more mainstream that black fans of anime and drawing and rock music or punk is more acceptable. So we're just now getting out here more. But you know, you like who you like. So thank you all. I think we should move on to the next question. Is it more acceptable for a woman to interracial date? for a man to interracially date and why? And we're going to start with this Natasha. So I think it really just depends on what race that we're talking about. Um, I think in the black community, it is not, it's more acceptable for a man to interact. Well, in any really ethnic background, I think it's more acceptable for a man to interracially date. Um, I would say within the black community, it is really shunned upon for a black woman to step out more so than it is for the black man to step out and date interracially. Um, I know in some other cultures, women, because of how they're viewed in that culture and the type of freedom they have, it would definitely be shawned upon for them to make a decision like that. Okay, um, this is open to the floor. Um, this is Brittany. Um, I agree. I completely think that it is 
it completely depends on the community. For some people, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters for um, uh, like white men who they date. They can date whoever they want to. Like right now, I think I read a study, the most common interracial um, couple, newlywed couple, are um, Hispanic um, married to white, and I want to say Asian American married to white. So I, I don't even think when people see those pairings together, they blink an eye, rather it's a man, uh, and a, you know, it doesn't matter. I think the closer these people are to in similarities, racial similarities, then I don't think people care. I don't know if you guys ever watched the Korean, uh, what is it, uh, rich white, what, some rich Asians or something? Yeah. Crazy rich women. Asians? Crazy, Crazy yeah. rich Asians. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And it was a position of power to marry white mm-hmm. versus marrying like any other race or marrying beneath you in your race in in their race mm-hmm. um they if you were to marry a white man that just sh- shines money type of thing for them you know and um i also was watching a tv show that was off going off of the crazy rich asians and the woman married the guy who like wrote lion king um and all like a lot of disney movies and stuff and she they said introduce yourself she didn't even introduce herself she said well my husband mm-hmm. is he works for lying he he did lie he wrote lion king she's sitting in his office with all his awards and stuff in the background and she just is showing that her husband is powerful and so going off of what Brittany just said i really do believe that um when anytime you any white man with someone you will always be considered in a position of power or mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're. It's like you married up. And in some ways, I hate to say this. And in some ways, because white people in general, but white men specifically, are considered the dominant, um, I guess, the dominant <laughs> race in society at this point. And in a lot of ways, you people see that and they think they do. So I'm not saying they always do that. I think in terms in certain circumstances that's not true and in a lot of circumstances that's not true but um i think that when people see um see a woman with a white man they're or a woman of a different ethnicity with a white man they're connecting multiple different variables with that versus if they see a woman with a black man or a woman with a hispanic man or a woman with what anybody other than white or asian i think those two ethnicities connect in society to some type of legacy and generational wealth and that's because that's what they've been allowed to show society. A lot of other communities haven't really been able to show that. They've been showed in oppressive lights. This, the Latin community has been showed in some type of oppressive light. So if a woman is with that type of man, especially if she's white, to society, she's dating down. If a black woman is with um, a white man, she's dating up in society when statistically that's not always the case i think that it just completely depends and um you know i think some people have the privilege to be able to be with whoever they want to and other people don't and that's just the reality of it and within particular communities you know um you're you'll just get those drawbacks just just to add a little twist to this how does the and um mike i think you shared a little bit earlier so maybe you want to be the first to speak on this how does that dynamic work in the LGBTQIA community. You know that this, like what we're talking about and like what are uh, 
cultural normatives or fits into that patriarchal sense of like the white men being the most superior, right? That also plays into the LGBT community. And really like something that comes to mind for me is also sex appeal. And so when you add that in, what I think about is how socially women dating other women is still relatively more acceptable Uh than dating men, let alone once you start to add like the variations of of, of gender in there. But they, it, it is, it's all, all about like the intersectionality and what a individual, what their life experiences are and where that comes up against the patriarchy. And I do tend to like look at that and make those comparisons while yes, that's not always a comparison. Like you do have whoever dating whoever. So it's not always with the white person, mm-hmm. but anytime that it's with the white person, specifically the straight, rich, white male, then that's going to be more acceptable, looked at as more like moving up, like was said earlier. And even kind of to piggyback off of what you said with the, I guess, sexualization of it, that's done too within interracial relationships. I think when you see people dating, I'm going to, I guess I'll say people of color, but I'm really talking about people with darker skin. Um, So that could be, you know, darker latin people it could be indigenous people it could be black people it can be whoever just as long as they have darker skin i think those people are hypersexualized, and that's both men and women i mean it, it happens all the time in the porn industry it's, it happens in um, social media it's happening in our music industry they're just super hypersexualized. so i think sometimes people see these two um, individuals together and create this kind of fetishization of these individuals so um, I think that kind of plays a part in it too. Thank you all for sharing that. Those um, were all great answers. Yeah, they um, really were. So you ready for that, the next one? That Claire? does transition pretty well into this uh, next question that we have for you. Is it a possibility of a real relationship if one person is initially interested in the other because of the other person's race? I'll shoot this to Ghost Walker. Maybe. It's not a hard yes. It can turn into one, but it is not based off of nothing substantial, really. It's just based off of what you look like. Well, I mean, but that's based off of everything it looks like, but it's based off of just purely you being a different race and not like your personality. So they might be talking to you for the wrong reasons or just talking to you because of that reason. And the, the relationship might be hostile and couldn't lead to anything substantial in the long run because one, they could get to learn to know who you are or just move on to somebody else who's of the same complexion or nationality as you once they get bored of you. So that could be a fickle fickle mistress to deal with. <laughs> and I like what he said because, this is sad. Um, I like what he said um, because this kind of ties into what I said earlier, where as a black woman, you're told to date a black man and you can continuously get the same man. And the only reason why you're dating this man is because he is a black man and you you want to stay within your, your community or mm. whatnot. But it's also, it ties into, and then you say, well, love is going to come. And I do feel like choosing someone because of their race is the same as choosing someone because of their looks 
or because you like big booties or you like hair or you like money and you say i'm gonna love that person later yeah i like this person because i am sight stimulated and i'm interested in how this person looks and it doesn't have to be just race so i think it all ties into each other um and that's everyone's preference you can like what you like type of thing me i'm not into what a person looks like if you look at all my exes everyone looks different so <laughs> they do different colors different backgrounds everything so, but and then i end up with someone of a totally different race because prior to like i said i was only interested in dating black men i didn't give anybody else the chance and then i ended up with someone outside of my race because i I went ahead and I was, okay, I'll try this out. If you don't mind me asking, what helped you be more open about dating outside of the race? That's a good question. So what helped me is over the years, and I, I know I have my black men on here too, and it's not, it's never, and I love, I love black men, I love everybody, okay? I love every culture. But <laughs> my thing was my experiences, you know, um, in the past, men with mommy issues, men with daddy issues. And I know that can come with every color and size and culture. It can come with that. But I noticed it a lot because of my past experiences. And what made me um, continue with this is I he did different things, things I was not familiar with. Because if you continuously stay in a position where you're getting the same, like you're doing the same thing, you're gonna get the same results. You know what I'm saying? If you, um, someone said earlier, oh yeah, you were talking about the girls not paying you any mind because you were considered geeky. But those girls are probably by themselves right now when they could have had a good man and been married. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm open to love. I want to love who I love. So if I love you, I'm loving off of your personality, not your looks. That's me. Mm. But like, Earlier, I, I was dating men just because they were black. I, I still was going off their personality, but I stayed within my community. If I'm making any sense. <laughs> so it sounded like he was interesting and interested. And that's what really, what really, because yeah. it was, it, it wasn't anything. It was something internal he had to offer. Absolutely. He had something that I didn't get from my community of black men as far as it, for me and this is me being personal family is very very important to me hmm. so the fact that his spanish family is family i fell in love with that i tell him that all the time i fell in love with his family i fell in love with their everything and i didn't because i didn't see that with the black men that i dated they all had some sort of issue with their family Hmm. I, I would say one thing to her point. There's two things I gotta say. One, for me being who I am and like just dating, like dating black women in general, I can say that the I'm not saying that I don't do stuff, but like the bar is like low, like real low. Mm. Okay. I agree with you. It's needed. And two, a lot of times I tell people that one when I was looking for somebody, I was meeting the wrong people. But uh -huh. then I focused on like myself and improving myself a little bit and doing certain things differently. And I started meeting different people and that fit to what I was in about. 
Yeah. And I, I absolutely agree. I, I, I agree with you 100% because, and yes, there is good girls out there and it's the same with black men as well. Um, there's black, there's good black men, there's good black women, but what we are seeking, and this also goes and ties into this, this, this topic on being interested in someone just because of their race. Yeah. And we're not just using that word. We're using looks, big booty, hair, money, and mm -hmm. You you're going after something that you that you think is your visual that you, that you feel that this is the person that you want because of how they look instead of looking on the inside of that person and saying I like you for your heart I like you for your soul because that's the problem him saying earlier that girls was not black woman was not paying him attention because he was a geek and guess what our loss right but he married to a black woman now right sir. Oh, you mean? Yeah, I, I yes. am. I am. He but found, I was he open. still. He, he I was open. very lucky. He, was open. he, he said, said I was he lucky. Found, <laughs> I was, he, yeah, he said he was lucky. He was lucky and he found his queen. But not everybody gets lucky like that. You know what I'm saying? Because as you said, the bar is it, it, it can be low, but we're coming up. We're working on it. We're working on it. You know, it's a lot. It's and it ties into nah, the past. Because yeah. if you listen to these three beautiful black women on this phone right now, they're very educated, yeah. educated. They went to college. We went to all of us went to college. We all have different businesses. We and we are open to loving someone. Yeah. Open. I would like to jump in. And, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead, Natasha. Yeah, I just wanted to answer your question. Um, I did. My first time dating interracially was honestly nothing but because of the color of his skin. Um, so yes, I do think that you can develop a relationship out of it because we had a relationship and it turned out to be a good relationship until we broke it off. Well, I broke it off rather, but um, I literally, he wasn't the best looking white guy in Lansing. He was, I didn't go because of, you know, what money he may have had or anything like that. It was literally just because I was working in the mall, was interested in dating a white person because at this point I was tired of black folks. Um, that I was meeting and I was like, okay, I want to talk to him. So I did. And literally we just started an everyday conversation, ended up together for almost two years. Um, so it is possible for you to have an interest in someone because of their color and it leads to something. However, what that situation taught me was that that was not for me. Um, because culturally, like I had a child at that time, but culturally, we were two different people. We enjoyed the same things. We, you know, we, we shared very similar interests. His family, so somebody said earlier they never had someone outside of their community question why they were dating that person. Ironically, I never had a black person in my community question why I was dating this white man, but I did receive those questions and comments and stares and um, just made to feel very uncomfortable by people in his family and other people of his race that would see us because being from Lansing, he was from Ionia, Michigan, if you're familiar with Michigan. And so, <laughs> yeah, so as we would go back to Ionia and um, visit his family or even to like some country areas in Grand Rapids, like it was almost like I was staying in Howell. Like it was, you know, but Ooh. yeah, Ooh. so it is possible. <laughs> but everything else, once I learned him and even after I fell in love with him, we couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Natasha, I have the same exact story. <laughs> I dated someone <laughs> strictly for their ethnicity, strictly for who they were. Um, like, 
how they looked, race, all that stuff. Um, it was my most recent relationship. And um, it, it was honestly a really positive experience. Um, I, so I do think you can date somebody just based on their ethnicity, just based on who their culture and um, um, develop a relationship. Now, I mean, it, I guess it just depends on what intentions you're going um, into this, you know, union with. If you're going in there just trying to, you know, have someone to engage in coitus with, then that's what y'all going to do. If you're going in mm-hmm. to build a relationship, then that's what's going to happen. Um, I got lucky enough to um, date a guy who wanted a relationship. I mean, that pretty much was it. I mean, we just kind of learned about each other. And um, we... He wasn't my first interracial relationship, but I was his. And um, mm. it was a super positive experience for me. And he was good to my daughter. I can see that how we're, how dating within our black community has been different for b- both of us. Because we all met people who weren't like what y'all wanted. I was me. I didn't. Uh, I kind of suffered the same thing. But at the same time, like I said, it was more like people overlooking and then people the people who I did date it was more or less a thing where I was the complete opposite of everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like the whole 360 degree like this is not you are not somebody I would usually date kind of person like so that's the kind of pocket I would fit in and I haven't completely you know it's not that I've given up on black men I think there's beautiful black men out there and um I think we produce great people. I think what's happening right now, especially with, you know, this kind of microwavable society that we have, people following these weird dating gurus and stuff, it's become normalized for, I think, bashing of one another. I mean, I'm not going to completely get into all that, but I think it's just become normalized. And, um, you know, I think dating within the community has become scary in a lot of ways and and toxic so it's almost like i you know i kind of was talking to i don't remember if it was satin or who i was talking to but i was telling them you know there's a lot of good black men out there but there's a ton of snakes over that that flower bush and if i got to pick up a bunch of snakes to find a few good black men that's scary to me so you'll see what happening i said i feel like that's what's happening right now that's what i'm seeing and that's what's being produced right now so it's funny you say that because I think that boils down to opportunity and a, just a small conversation. I think because they're 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 wonderful. My my partner is a black man, and I wouldn't have it no other way. I have met a lot of intelligent black men who, just like women, have experienced the wrong, who have been hurt, who have been raised without a mother or father, or and just had to survive and figure it out. But that's all they know. So that's the brokenness that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have it's either your choice to uh, not even assist because you can't heal that person, but for you to help educate that person, or if you choose not to. But at the same time, um, I think it goes back to a small conversation and, like I said, opportunity. Whereas in Lansing, where I'm from, a lot of I see a lot of the young men there even now. All they know is social media, so mm-hmm. they want a girl who looks like a Kim Kardashian. They want a girl that looks like whatever. But that's all they see. All they see is this image. All they see is the money. And but they see other men of other ethnicities, not just black, chasing what this looks like. So in their mind, 
that's what they're after as well. But if we all just sit down and have a conversation, I think sometimes between men and women of all ethnicities, because it's like, okay, well, you hear a lot of people to me, it sounds like they'll dog the black man and say, okay, well, this is my experience. This is what I keep getting. This is what I keep getting. But you're only getting what you're getting because you're keeping yourself in that situation to get that. So when you say pick up all these snakes to get to that one guy, maybe that bush that you at and where you supposed to be at and it might be the bush next to that one <laughs> where it ain't so many snakes for you to weed through but a lot of people won't have the conversation well, I'm open to the conversation um, that just means I gotta get out of Michigan but yeah <laughs> some, some, sometimes that's possible girl that's why I ran I ran well, and I fine. Like a track star. Okay. Well, th- thank you all for just so much input. I, that is such a great conversation. I do. We do have the, a little bit limited time, so we got to move on to the next to the next question. Um, oh, great answers, by the way. Yes, thank you. I'm gonna reserve any of my comments because this is awesome. Um, so for the That's towards for the, the end, next podcast, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I'll I'll, I'll have um. I think my, myself and Clarity will have some some uh, reflective thoughts for and possibly so. Oh, for uh, sure. But we're gonna um, move to question number six. What responsibility does one person in an interracial relationship have in teaching their partner about their own cultural differences? And we're gonna start with Satin on this. And the second person I want to go to is Michael after that, and then it's open to the floor. Okay, so. Um... I feel like it's very important for me to, it, it's, it's, it's my responsibility to inform him of certain things because um, as I was telling Britta, well, Brittany earlier, um, <laughs> sorry, it's okay. It's as okay. I was telling her earlier, um, we've had a few different situations that happened where me being a black woman dating black men, you have to be careful. And you get kind of nervous when your man leaves. And there was so much, because we're out here where the man was shot at the Wendy's. What was his name, Tasha? Um, I, can't even, I can't even think of his name right now. It was around the time with George Floyd and um, everybody. So um, that happened. Oh, I know what out. you're talking about. He was in a drive-thru. Yeah, yes. he fell asleep, he asleep at the drive-thru. Right. Oh my gosh, his name. Was um, Brooks, Blake, was it was Rashad Brooks. Rashad, Rashad Brooks, Brooks, yes. And it was near my home. So, oh, Lord. You know, yes. So, you know, it was a lot going on. They were protesting. There was, Tasha was out there, okay? <laughs> and I'm, I was Wendy's scared. Was destroyed, wasn't it? What'd you say? That Wendy's was destroyed, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It the was, people in the community it was destroyed on fire. it. it. Exactly. So, and then, so the police was out really hard. And, um, for me, I felt this was the time to have that discussion with him because um, there was another situation where he had a hood up and we were at the mall and we wanted to know where the bathroom was. And there was a sign. It was a group of white people at the um, elevators where the sign was. And he was walking up to it, you know, just calm because he he's not a black man. So he doesn't know these things. So I'm like, take your hood down, take your hood down. And he said to me, I'm paranoid. You're being paranoid. And I'm like, well, you know, we had Trayvon Martin just shot with a hood up. The excuse was because he had a black hood on. So I feel as, you know, a black woman with black brothers, black everything, it's my responsibility to inform him just so that he can understand why I'm so nervous. It's not to be overprotective of you or anything. It's just so that you're aware that 
you look like the black man and I want you to just be safe. That's it. Mm. You know, if you're out and all this stuff was going on with Rashard Brooks, they're tearing up, terrorizing in my neighborhood. You know, they're terrorizing everything and the police is out there and you can just mis be mistaken for the person you fit the description. You know, so I'm trying to, you know, just explain that to him that I'm not trying to be on you. I just want you to be safe. So I do. And this is coming from black woman going into, you know, talk to a Colombian. I'm not quite sure if they're like what a white woman or Hispanic or whoever would have to explain to their man of a different culture. But this is my take on it. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to hear what Mike, you said Michael's next, right? I'm excited yes. to hear what he has to say. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> that's a really significant and rather heavy example of why it is important for the person and people in relationships to teach each other about cultures when they have something as serious as that that they might encounter in their everyday life thanks to america um by another token when it comes to some things it's up to the individual to kind of learn and find out too no culture is necessarily a monolith and within that culture there's so much diversity that one individual isn't necessarily going to represent the culture entirely either. But I do, Thanks. I do, like you said, think that it's very important to to teach people because we won't we won't know those things. Like if I were in that situation, thinking that thing, I would. I, I'm not thinking that that's what ex that's a possibility of an experience. And so it's important to listen and learn, basically. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I appreciate that difference about how it's like you, you do have to do your own research, but then like there's so much misinformation and there's just some things that you learn off of experience. Yes. So, there are some things that you do right. without even thinking also. Exactly. Right. It comes upon your own instinct and instinct kind of comes into, you know, the whole cultural differences and all that and it, you have to constantly communicate on feelings i'd say yeah i, I, I got yeah go, go ahead ghost walker there's two things uh, i'm not a i'm not opposed to it like any interracial dating i've done i've had to do it it's very burdensome sometimes because it seems like it's a lot to do all the time especially when they're everybody in their family's asking questions of that <laughs> and, I, and i had a um and the one time it became real burdensome, I was uh, talking to this young white lady, young white lady, and I was going camping with her family, right? And then she asked me a question, and then I'm, I was explaining to her something about the black culture or whatever, and the, the or dealings with the police and stuff like that. And like, not not too far away from her, on her family was talking about his fucking apple tree wasn't going in. And I pulled the Jeff across the fire and struck her in the face. It's kind of like it's like because it's like this is your fucking problem, man. No, then it's like it, it just infuriated me, and I just shut up for a second. The insensitivity. Mm -hmm. I was like, you, you fucking apple tree. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, so it's this 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 it can I get, it can be a burdensome task also because I mean not everybody want to hear, not everybody cares to be honest with you. Exactly. Yeah. And if I, you're sitting around and you're trying to explain that to a group of people. In, in a different culture and it's like uh, I don't even want to because I'm the only one here I don't want to do this right now so can we not type of thing but my only burdensome part is um, my quoting Martin and 
hoping he knew what it was. <laughs> because that's something that's frequent in, in, in the men that I've met in the past. We all watched Martin or certain movies and we quote them. And it got to the point where I still watch Martin because it's my happy place. And now he's quoting Martin with me. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> Gotta get your groove on. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are silly. Um, I would like to jump in on that. So I do agree with you, Ghostwalker. It could be a lot at times. Um, I know for me, I'm more the person I'd rather you ask because I don't want to be in a situation where you feel you make me feel uncomfortable or you're you've went and you've Googled and so you think you know, and then now I gotta correct you. But I do think in a relationship, I think bottom line is if you're in a relationship with somebody and you love that person and your intent is to be with them and get to know them then I don't think it's just on one person I do agree a person will educate themselves and then come to you with questions but I do think as you in the relationship with that person it's important to educate them as well it's a team effort I know for me I've always made it a point to culturally educate the person I'm with that has not been in my race because I have children. And so my biggest fear where she mentioned, you know, the hoodie and all of that, it's kind of the same for me, but my biggest fear has always been if something was to happen to me, say if I was to get married outside of my race and something happened to me that took me off this earth, I would want my partner to not be able to relate to our children, to not be able to educate them, to not be able to, he would never be able to feel what they feel, but I wouldn't want him to be so ignorant to what they will encounter because of their race. I like that. Right. Like I would want them to have a support and I would want to be that for him. Like say if I'm outside of my race and something happens to him, I would want my children to know exactly who they are. Not just my part, because my part is not the only thing that's important. All right. Thank you for all those wonderful answers. And we're going to round out with the last question on our list here. Question number seven. How does it make you feel when a white person is being the cream in someone's coffee? I'll shoot this to Brittany. <laughs> um, it feels cringy. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I guess that I don't like anyone referring to me or my partner as food or beverages. <laughs> Brittany, I can't be the cream in your coffee. I mean, honey, you can, honey. I don't. Yes, yes, honey. Yes. <laughs> no, can I be the cream in your coffee? Okay. As fair as I am already, do I need any more cream? <laughs> that, that's what. That's where I was, Brittany. That's where I was. I said, as fair as I've been the cream in everyone's coffee. So, coffee. <laughs> right now, I'm still trying to hold on to my black card. Okay. So. Oh God. <laughs> Thank you. I, I mean, I guess in the long run, I don't care. I mean, that's y'all relationship. I would not want my man coming to me being like, hey, baby, I'm that cream in your coffee. I mean, <laughs> in the bedroom or something, I don't want him saying anything oh, shit. like that. I would be like, excuse me, I don't, first of all, I don't like cream in my coffee, so don't do that. I mean, Ooh. you know. <laughs> That's just not my preference. I would not want my man talking to me like um, <laughs> like I'm food. I don't want him calling me, you know, chocolate or dolce or something weird like that. Like like people classify people as Oreo. Yes, oh. like don't do that. Don't don't call. Yeah, don't classify us as an Oreo. Don't classify me as a beverage from Starbucks. I I don't. Need I pay good money for Starbucks. Okay. 
Yeah, well, well then, honey, if you're gonna Jonathan fast said fast, he fast, likes fast. Oreos. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Wait, so there's wait, wait, wait. So there's no cute way to like. But it's so sad. Oh, you have to free. No, like I, like I said, like I said, if if it's something like you do intimately in the bedroom, then fine. He can call me whatever appropriate thing that's not gonna get him smacked. Anything that is, you know, post-slavery, he can say that. And post-civil rights, he can say that. But post-slavery, uh, you know, post-slavery. I, I don't want him to. If he is going to call me something, let it be something as melanated as possible. I already am fair. I don't want. I know that's right, brown sugar. Okay, brown sugar in the breeze. Say, oh my god, you are so chocolatey. Like, you know, so <laughs> no, then he would be lying to you, Brittany. He'd be lying. I did not expect hey, this question hey, to go this way. I'm listen, this way, chocolate, some way. I, I'm somebody's chocolate girl. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> See, they was calling me butterscotch. That's when I said no more, no more references to names. Of That's foods. about right. No, 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 they call me butterscotch. So disrespectful. Yeah, I'm, I'm dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Sell me a fantasy, honey. Call me something rich in in melanin. Call me like. You know, a double fudge chocolate supreme with chocolate shit. Something. Girl, he, can't, he can't tell all the lies. He can't tell all the lies. He can't tell all the lies. Something like only that, you all right. can see what we really look like because we're really, really, really light skinned. Yeah, okay? he has, you know, he has to whisper it in my ear, you know, every morning so I can leave the house. Oh, yeah. something you want to hear. <laughs> Good morning, my little dark chocolate people. Yeah. Man just feeding me fantasies today. <laughs> but you heard her earlier. Yeah. You heard her earlier. She said that she likes deep dark chocolate because it goes with everything. <laughs> oh my god. All I know all I know, all I know is one thing's for sure. I've been calling a chocolate teddy bear all my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> chocolate teddy bear. All I know. The chocolate bunnies. <laughs> Again, something that's mighty delicious. Exactly. Everybody loves chocolate. Yeah. Who? I don't. Does anyone like milk? Is that a good? I, love, I, I, like, I chocolate like chocolate milk. milk. Okay. Strawberry milk. Okay. Just, just don't. Just refer to me as Natasha or Babe or Bay. No food. No food. I like hey, heavy. Now heavy yeah, cream is good to cook with, though. No, I cook with heavy cream all the time. Good yeah, Alfredo sauce. Good to cook with. Heavy cream is good. But yeah, well, there's so many other pet names. Oh my god. Me, there's Baby. There's Babe. There's Blue. There's, you know, there's so many other things. So I just have to tell you, Jonathan just said that I'm his fried chicken and I'm his crab to his legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> He said it. <laughs> I love legs. Now, y'all oh know I love God. fried chicken. You know I love fried chicken and I love crab legs. So that's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> so corny. He I knows mean, your heart. Look. He loves you. Oh, yes, he does. Look. Hallelujah. <laughs> Interracial relationships. That's love. Oh, oh, that's too. Okay. I just actually love this. Oh, funny. The best laugh I've had all week. I swear. <laughs> that was a really good laugh. I was not expecting that to go this way. Wow. But basically, basically, the gist of the question is, does it bother you when a white person is just in the mix? What do you mean if white people are in the mix? Can you elaborate on that? I mean, like, just as I, in, 
it, it's really the round out the question because of the fact that you know that in society due to class and just the whole system even the caste system you said it earlier Brittany, that someone who's white is kind of in this day and age still seen as the dominant group so how does it make you feel when you see someone is dating within your group is it a fence or is it a is it oh. a like oh, i don't really care or is it a, like oh. i'm interested or is oh, it is I it all one thing or can it person is the cream in somebody's particular cup of coffee not necessarily mine right okay i don't care i mean people can date whomever they want to and if if they want you know a particular you know cream person or cream in their coffee that's good for them i mean look go where you appreciate and go where you're gonna be happy and if that's with somebody you know who's white then cool if it's with somebody who's within your group cool go where you're going to get the most fulfillment in your relationship and y'all can be whatever beverage you want to be <laughs> and i i feel the same way as her so if someone and maybe it is because of so many in my family are of different cultures and things like that if that person makes you happy be the cream in that coffee be whatever you want to be in their coffee i don't care as long as you're happy with that person be happy and live within what you guys love because to me it's like whatever you want that makes you happy do it and do it with your chest stand up stand strong and love who you are say it with your chest <laughs> Say it with your chest. Yes. <laughs> no, I think, that's no, Satin, you're right. You're That's so important because, like you said, sex, gender, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've been the type of person, I'm a very free spirit. If I want to be with a woman today, if I want to be with somebody black, white, it doesn't matter. It's whatever you want to do um, and what exactly. you feel comfortable and what you like. At the end of the day, I can care less if this is somebody's Oreo, cream in a pie. I might want to be your cream in your cookies one day. I don't know. Exactly. But I'm just saying, if that person is happy, I, I'm, I promise you, I'm that person's biggest cheerleader. Like, okay, we gonna, here you go. And that's, that's, that's exactly what it is because as she said, you know, you love who you love. And I've, I've said this many times throughout this podcast. It's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not about big booties or whatever. I love you for your insides and your soul. So however you are, that's that's what I care about on the inside. I don't care about none of that other stuff. Yeah, I like, you know, that my man fine and everything. But <laughs> I, I love his inside. He is a good individual. And that's what matters. So and he's my Colombian coffee. I'm his cream and his Colombian coffee. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey butterscotch cream, I right? I get my cookies in your milk. I feel <laughs> people are visual though i mean they're gonna be with who they are attracted to and what they right. like if you, yeah. you know, i'm gonna be honest with you I, I mean don't get me wrong i want your insides to be you know blossoming like a you know a flower garden or something you know i want you to be awesome like you know a fresh pack of petunias but um i mean you know god know my heart i do not want a package you know i listen i don't want an ugly dish you don't want the dandelions you know honey i don't even though they're good for you I, i'd rather not um you know and hey you know since we're referencing food like i said i don't want an ugly dish Presentation matters. I like the card today. Presentation matters. Now, I mean, I'm not saying you got to be the prettiest presentation. I'm not looking for Dwayne Johnson. I'd be happy with him. Mm-hmm. 
Right. It, it, it's more so you don't want food sloppily put on your plate. Exactly. There you go. I do not want food sloppily put on my plate. And she don't want it touching either, right? No. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I need separate plate. No, Thank I, you. I need to stir all mine in a concoction. Ew. Yeah. Yes, maybe bubbling, huh? <laughs> That's how Jonathan does. He stirs his in a concoction too. I just sit there looking like, oh my gosh, like how do you like that? The only things I want mixed are smoothies because they're all fruit and maybe Thank some eggs in it. And that's Thank it. You. What do you think? Mm. And even that, you want to you, you want it put put together real nice, <laughs> right? You still want your berries to look pretty and stuff. Yeah. Anybody else got anything else on this one? I I, I really like everything I've I've heard. It's quite amusing but informative. Um, it kind of makes me go back to the first question. You know, love who you love, and you know, refer to your, your loved ones however you want to. I guess. Um, um, on a more serious note, it, it, it goes into like what the meaning of the relationship is and, and how sincere the, the people are. But um, I, I feel like I, it, everything good has kind of been stated. So I'm just reiterating love who you want to love, basically. But hmm. consider other people's experiences. Absolutely. All right. So the last question we usually ask is how did everybody feel, you know, sharing their thoughts and feelings here? That's that's pretty much the last question for everybody. How, how was this experience? This is satin. So at the beginning, I was very nervous, really, really nervous, especially since we had the questions, you know, told which we were going to do or whatever. I was nervous, but I actually feel so happy to have been able to discuss this with you all and openly and everybody respect everyone's opinion because we are entitled to one. So I appreciate you guys, you know, allowing me to be involved in your podcast today. And I think this is something I need weekly. So make sure you send me the link so that I can listen to you guys. It is very therapeutic for me because this is a discussion that I felt was very important amongst my my guy and myself. And we talk about it a lot. So thank you again for allowing me to be involved. Thank you. You're very well. You know, it ain't nothing. Uh, you know, it ain't nothing out here. You ain't. You ain't nothing out here like for never let a nigga like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ghost Walker, come through. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I did enjoy it. Um, I did enjoy talking. You know, I'm always willing to come on and do some things, do some chatting. I got a lot of stuff. Me and I'm down for it. I'm down for it again. You should come, y'all should come back. It was good. Good. Good times. It's Natasha. I thank y'all for having me. Um, it was a really good experience. Um, I like I said in the beginning, I like just open dialogue and just being able to openly talk. So I, I really enjoyed it. This uh, this is Michael. Um, yeah, coming in, I am always feeling a little nervous about doing these th- this or even for the second time. But the relaxed environment you that goes away and I get more comfortable. It's been great to hear everybody's perspective and kind of forcing me to to think in ways i wouldn't otherwise which is always good i like to be able to like share share my thoughts about stuff in in a in this type of environment so also thank you for for putting this on and thank you for having me of course thank you all just for coming um i think Brittany, did you get to go you wanted to say something oh um I don't know what to say now. Um, I enjoyed myself. This was a great dialogue, and um, thank you for inviting me. Awesome, awesome. 
So, uh, Claire, do you got any final thoughts? Well, first off, I want to uh, give a great thanks to all of our participants. You, you all provided excellent answers, and I couldn't stress enough how thankful I am to have you all here and discuss this highly controversial topic. This is not easy to do with just uh, you know a- anywhere in the public, and I just uh, just thank you for being here. Awesome, and um, I also want to thank everybody for being here. Um, just for final thoughts, I think everyone just did a really great job with um, really walking this tightrope and, and and really kind of pointing out all the different dynamics that go into uh, go into just relationships in general. And there are things I didn't even think about, um, especially Satin, you talked about how you had to inform your 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 significant other like hey this could happen to you and when i hear the words like i we don't see color here like that the context in america is oh this is just denial of you know the racial mm-hmm. issues that exist but in colombia they're like no no we literally don't see color we just accept the fact that we come in all different shades it's like it's a, it's a wonderful thing to hear that that exists in this world i never do <laughs> so uh the funny thing is that I, I found it interesting that the for black women saying it's looked down upon more for black women to be with white men. It's always been being a black man, and I have that bias, but I've heard this and seen it from black women. It was worse for black men to be with white women. And it's a very recent phenomenon for black men to be with white women. And um, my brother-in-law once told me that when you think about all the interracial children in America that are black and white, it came, did not come from black men. It came from black women because of Jim Crow. One, black men would have been hung and becoming strange fruit. But two, most okay. folks may not know that in the Jim Crow laws, a black man can have a black wife and that white man can just take her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was legal. So Absolutely. it's not only from slavery, and involuntary relationships. It was also involuntary relationships in Jim Crow. Some of them voluntary too, but a lot of it. And Loving versus Virginia, only reason interracial marriage is allowed now is a white man was married to a, a black woman who he loved and had children. In essence, from an institutional standpoint, it seems mm-hmm. what my father always taught me, who was, um, he's 80 now and was drafted during Vietnam. He always said that in this context the most free people in america is a white man and a black woman on that level (laughs) in a weird sense but uh that picture that we talked about earlier when our team saw it the first thing i said when my wife showed it to me i said this is probably what a lot of black women see and maybe get angry when they see a black man with a white woman because that's the image and it's that fetish and that fantasy and a degrading of the person even though it shouldn't be that way you know and, so. the, and when it did start in the, the mulatto children that did come out because that is a an issue within my past of my family um back up because there was a black woman dark and then a white man and then they created all of us light scans okay mm-hmm. so 
what it was, especially and you have the statistics, so you know that it when it did start during slavery, it was not consensual situations that was going on there. It was they went and they took these women, mm-hmm. then they had babies, and then sometimes the baby gets to go to the big house as a in-house slave and things like that. And then here we are now. And when I when I was saying earlier, I said I feel that it's more acceptable for a black man and white woman was because it became a norm for us, and we really we rarely saw black women with white men because of the fact that they always referenced it back to slavery times. And that's and that's the thing that I I kind of see like well because it was so non consensual that it comes to like oh this is less acceptable. But because of the fact that I think it's both, it's it, it's not accessible within, and this is some black community intra uh, communal yes. communal stuff. But it it may relate to class. I think what it is is that for black men and black women, it's not acceptable because of one the hanging of the black men, and then the fact that black men are not the majority within the community, and there are black men who want a black man, and they are like there's not that many available. But then it's unacceptable for black women because of the history of it. And the whole reason that I and last that I wanted to put out there, I remember watching um, the Breakfast Club and they had the cast of Dear White People. And they were talking about how they get a lot of hatred from it. They say it's racist towards white people. But the funny thing is, they were like, well, this is a love letter to white people. Hence exactly. we say, Dear White People, we're letting you know this is what hurts. And yeah, we're upset and angry. But yep. the funny thing is, is when they talked about interracial dating and they have a, uh, a mixed person, the one black girl who was both in the movie and the show says, I'm not against interracial dating, but the reason why I want to date inside the community is because I want to heal the community because of the fact that our family structure was broken for so many mm-hmm. things. And I think a lot of people don't understand that dynamic within the black community. Some black people don't even know how to verbalize it that way. So I say all that to say, understand when it comes to the black community or any community that has been oppressed that exists but also say to people within our own community that sometimes healing the black community is to bring others in because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day because of hypo descent when it comes to blackness is different for indigenous folks one drop of black blood you're considered black so you expand the black community you expand a culture of love if we keep it a culture of love so but those are my final thoughts on that. So thank oh, you all. I love it. I love it. I love it. All the statistics, everything. That was beautiful. So thank you it. all for just for for being very entertaining and informative. And I want to plug uh, again Natasha's podcast, Out of Pocket. Definitely want to check that out. Definitely love to do some cross pollination in the future. Um, anybody else have anything they want to plug? Yeah, I want to say one thing. Go ahead. I've been watching Young Justice, the new Young Justice on HBO Max. And my God, you, uh, does anybody know anything about uh, the uh, Martian Manhunter? No. Uh, a little bit. Well, there. So if you if you watch the new season of Young Justice on HBO Max, it like it deals with a lot of racism on that planet. Like. I just wanted to watch some superheroes for a second. Give me a goddamn minute. They came out that strong. I would say that. Just if you interested, just take a look at it. It's real good though. Like how uh what was it? Uh it was for Marvel, they had uh Cloak and Dagger. They dealt with a lot of that racial stuff. Cloak and Dagger on Hulu. 
I know they, and in the X Men animated series, it's always funny. I've always heard people like, "Oh, I'm on the side of mutants," and it's like you should be able to understand black. Yeah, because uh, that people, a lot of people don't know that uh, Professor Xavier and Ma- Ma- Magneto are based off of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Yes, they are. Are they really? Yes, they yeah. are. Just wow. like how, just like how T'Challa as Black Panther was Doctor King, but yep. then Killmonger was Malcolm X. Oh, oh, I'm Malcolm X in a sense before he went to Mecca. Yep. Um, same thing. Wow. Then the thing that always gets me, and I've never liked Planet of the Apes. This is so off topic. I could never like Planet of the Apes because I'm like first off Planet of the Apes. But then the weirdest thing is everybody's on the on on the ape side at the end of the day. Yeah. All the, all the all the white folks that have like racial insensitivities, racial racist tendencies, I'll say, because I don't like to put people's identities in their actions because people can change. But it, just like we say, I ain't gonna call you a hoe, but you might got have have hoe tendencies. Well, tendencies. <laughs> yeah, they got racist <laughs> tendencies, but they always saw with the apes in the end anyway. So it's like, how do you not understand? Now you're about to make me watch Planet of the Apes, okay? And it's just wow. So I, I, if you guys do any podcast regarding um, the Malcolm X and Martin Luther King comparison to T'Challa and, and um, who else did you say? Professor and, X and, and of the X Men and then Magneto of the Brotherhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I love X Men, so I, I would. Okay, that's another discussion because now I need to know how they com- how that how that compared. So I know that's probably a different day, different time. If you have a podcast, shoot it to me so I can listen. So I can you learn. Know what? We're going to have a shoot the breeze episode that. where we're just breaking attention. We'll bring you in on that. Well, make sure you send me the link. <laughs> we will. We will. This is Third Paradigm Podcast Team. We'd love to give a special thank you and credit to our sound editor, Dave Kovacek of Moderate Science Recordings of Royal Oak, Michigan. Thank you for all your expertise and technical assistance that makes this podcast possible. We would also like to give a special thank you and credit to Jamila, who does all of our advertising for our banners and our displays of flyers to promote our podcast. Thank you, Jamila.